The draft resolution has not been adopted owing to the negative vote of a permanent member of the Security Council. I now give the floor... The vote had no real surprises. Russia would deploy its veto power to block adoption. The real question, how many votes in support would highlight its growing isolation? Eleven in the end, with three abstentions as Moscow stood alone in the no column. Listen to U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield. Not surprisingly, Russia exercised its veto power today in an effort to protect Russia's premeditated, unprovoked, unjustified, and unconscionable war in Ukraine. But let me make one thing clear. Russia, you cannot veto this resolution. You can veto this resolution, but you cannot veto our voices. You cannot veto the truth. You cannot veto our principles. You cannot veto the Ukrainian people. You cannot veto the UN Charter. And you will not veto accountability. The draft resolution sought to deplore Russia's aggression against Ukraine to press Russia's immediate withdrawal of its troops from that country. It reaffirmed Ukraine's sovereignty, territorial integrity and independence, called for the unconditional reversal of Russia's recognition of separatist regions of Ukraine and for unhindered humanitarian access, among others. All three African countries, Kenya, Ghana and Gabon, voted in favor of the resolution. Gabon's ambassador, Michel Xavier Billon. La guerre sème la mort et la destruction. War wreaks death and destruction. The devastation of war and the traumas of war are devastating and frequently irreparable. There is no winner ever in war. War merely revives the pain and making the hellish cycles of resentment all the more infernal. My country is wedded to peace. We are wedded to the principles underpinning the Charter of the United Nations. We champion an international order that is fairer, a rules-based order. For this reason, Today, we condemn the war against a member of the United Nations. My country joins its voice to all of those who today will condemn war with the ardent hope that uh, we will reaffirm the principles of the United Nations. China's envoy abstained, arguing that while the sovereignty of all states should be respected, he also sought to address Russia's security concerns. Ambassador Zhang Yun. Against the backdrop of five successive rounds of NATO expansion, Russia's legitimate security aspirations should be given attention and addressed properly. Ukraine should become a bridge between the East and the West not an outpost for confrontation between major powers. Russia's ambassador Vasily Nebenzia offered a fierce defense of his country's veto. I will not respond to those who just accuse the Russian Federation of abusing the veto right. Well, the main reason for our negative vote is not the fact that what is included in the draft, but what is left out. If its sponsors were attempt to, to were to attempt to make it even remotely balanced, then they would not have left out issues which 
must be addressed and cannot be overlooked in the context of the Ukrainian problem. An emotional Ukrainian ambassador, Sergei Kitslitsia, called for a moment of silence for the lives lost in the war to date and those who would be lost in the future. And I will ask all of you to dedicate a moment of complete silence to pray or to meditate if you do not believe in God for peace, to pray for souls of those who has been already killed, for souls of those who may be killed. And I invite the Russian ambassador to pray for salvation. The U.S. envoy also confirmed the imposition of U.S. sanctions targeting Russia's president and his foreign minister. President Biden will be sanctioning President Putin himself, along with Foreign Minister Lavrov and members of Russia's national security team. History will judge us for our actions or lack thereof. The draft, which was open to co-sponsorship from all member states, did not win over South Africa's support, with envoys arguing it was unbalanced and did not address the need for diplomacy, negotiation and a peaceful solution to the conflict. A fresh resolution will now be tabled in the UN General Assembly in the days ahead. I'm Sherman Bricebees in New York. 16 minutes before 7 it is. Now let's discuss this further. We're joined on the line by uh, South African Institute of International Affairs Researcher in the African Governance and Diplomacy Program, Kaylee Clifford. Kaylee, good morning and welcome to the show. Hi, Udo. Thanks for having me. I want to start with just that last line by Sherwin Bryce Peace there in terms of the South African government's approach to that vote yesterday. Your your thoughts on the fact that that our government thinks that perhaps the final draft of that resolution was was somewhat unbalanced? Mm, Well, I think in order to understand uh, South Africa's position on this whole situation, it's important to understand the history between Russia and South Africa, right, which goes all the way back to days of the Soviet Union, um, and the Soviet Union was for a very long time the main benefactor of the ANC during the anti-apartheid struggle, and so there's this really rich history between the two of them that does have relevance today. Um, if you think about the Zuma administration, certainly ties between Russia and South Africa grew incredibly close. Um, and Ramaphosa, on the other hand, you know, has been perhaps linked more towards the West, and his term has been about rebuilding the economy and increasing um, investor confidence in, in South Africa. So you can say, arguably, perhaps relations between Russia and South Africa under President Ramaphosa have waned, but definitely the two of them remain very close partners indeed. And um, I think there may have been disappointment on um, all around South Africa's position. It took a very long time to um, issue a statement, and when it did, it was not a very strong condemnation of Russia, um, not exactly, you know, opposing what is happening, increasingly calling for diplomacy and the peaceful resolution of conflict at a time when perhaps, uh, you know, the time for diplomacy has, has passed. Now, Russia's veto yesterday at the Security Council, it has to surely be seen as another mini-victory for Putin, who at this stage it just seems like he simply will not be stopped in whatever his endgame, his prerogative is. 
Mm. Well, as Roman Vice Peers just said, I mean, it, it was not surprising, right? There were doubts already before this went before the UN Security Council how helpful it would be because of Russia's veto power. And of course, we heard um, that its silent partner, China, abstained from the boat along with India and the UAE. Um, so, you know, an abstention is, is, again, not exactly a condemnation of, of Russia's actions. But I, I think that Russia and the Kremlin and Putin increasingly do find themselves alone, not just at the UN Security Council. We saw all of those countries voting yes. Mm. Um, and really good to see some African countries coming on board there as well. But if you have a look at what's happening in, in Ukraine at the moment as well, um, a lot of and even in Russia, I mean, a lot of protest action, a lot of people coming out to say that they oppose the war. Um, and even people in Russia's Duma parliament, uh, the first uh, Duma member spoke out about six hours ago to say that, uh, you know, this is, this is not something that is actually wanted. Um, so I think those are encouraging signs. But yes, um, Putin has shown that he, he may be willing to pursue this at all costs. And, and on that, I mean, Overnight, we, we see reports that, that Russian troops are encircling the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. But just yesterday, mm. the large part of the global reportage was sources within the Kremlin saying Putin ready to talk. The, the, the two just, they don't go hand in hand. No, I mean, this, this war is as much about media as it is about military rights and disinformation tactics, um, attempting to skew the narrative by Russia, that's not anything new. Of course, though, um, there are things like eyewitness accounts, um, increasing reports that there are Russian airstrikes and attacks on civilian areas in Kiev, on, the, on public areas like hospitals. Um, that, of course, is, is very worrying and, and is something to be concerned about.